Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. This episode is part of our ongoing series surrounding the novel type of coronavirus identified in 2019, which causes what's therefore being called COVID 19, because everything is a little less scary when you understand it better. With children at home and countless adults out of work, food pantries and food banks are more important than ever. For many Americans, they've been the difference between eating and not eating for years. With the novel coronavirus pandemic, that demand for food could soar higher than we've seen in our lifetimes. So what do we do to ensure these essential local food pantries stay afloat? Honestly, it won't be easy. We took, for example, our local Atlanta Community Food Bank, which, as one of the 10 largest food banks in the world, distributes more than 60 million meals to more than 755,000 people across the metro Atlanta area and North Georgia. But maintaining those numbers isn't its only concern. The food bank is usually staffed by hundreds of volunteers. Now, it has zero. It discontinued its volunteer programs to help curb the spread of the virus, and the staff is brainstorming new approaches to tackle COVID-19 head-on. We spoke with Kyle Wade, president and CEO of the Atlanta Community Food Bank. He said, We have to adopt distribution methods and minimize the number of workers coming in and out. And instead of asking people to come into pantries to shop as they would in a grocery store, we're asking pantries to prepackage food into bags and boxes for drive-through distributions where the client never leaves the car. Other food banks across the country are similarly adapting. In Ohio, one of the earliest states to impose restaurant closures and self-isolation rules, food banks stopped serving hot food and began distributing brown bag grab-and-go meals. According to 13ABC in Toledo, Staff members at local food pantry Helping Hands of St. Louis are wearing gloves and, in some case, masks, and they're using tape on the sidewalk to show clients where to stand for proper social distancing while waiting for food. Their team had to stop accepting donations entirely after curbing its volunteer program for safety. And Harvest Hope Food Bank in South Carolina shifted its distribution model to drive through only to limit person-to-person contact. With COVID-19 shuttering businesses across the country, the need to feed the hungry grows rapidly. At the same time, grocery stores are overrun with scared shoppers. Though, rest assured, supply chain experts say that toilet paper supplies will be restocked, and general food supplies should become more normal as panic buying subsides. So, how will food banks access the bulk of supplies they need? For one, Wade says the Atlanta Community Food Bank will lean heavily on partner farmers. He said, Farms have excess produce, and that's a big part of our supply chain right now, so we'll rely on that even more. Because of pre-existing grocery store partnerships, food pantries can source bulk products quickly and with better margins than consumers. That's why food banks around the country are asking community members to donate funds instead of food. Wade said, you can give me a can of food that costs you a dollar, or you can give me a dollar and I can get nine cans of food. This is the same even outside disaster times. For the Atlanta Community Food Bank, funds are also more essential than ever because they, like many other nonprofits, have had to cancel fundraising events. In March of 2019, their Hunger Walk run generated $80,000 with 10,000 participants. But this year, it's been canceled. School closures across the country could leave up to 30 million kids without meals, according to CNBC. 
That's because the National School Lunch Program feeds up to 30 million children per day. The Correlated Breakfast Program feeds 14.7 million children daily. And the Child and Adult Care Food Program serves more than 6.1 million children. With schools closed, national and local groups are doing their best to keep children fed. In North Carolina, for example, No Kid Hungry NC is continuously updating a list of free school meal locations. In Northern Kentucky, restaurants like Poseidon's Pizza Company are supplementing local school cafeteria efforts by offering free small pizzas to K-12 kids, according to Fox 19. Celebrity chef Jose Andres turned his New York City and Washington, D.C. Michelin-starred restaurants into takeaway kitchens to help those in need. Employees are asking for $7 per meal, although those who can't afford to pay don't have to. Andres is also working with other restaurants to serve as community kitchens to cook for World Central Kitchen, and he's calling on more to do the same where possible. And food pantries can help with this too. The Atlanta Community Food Bank is bringing supplemental food to five local school districts, adding to the resources local cafeterias have in place for daily meals for children and their families. Wade said, we're providing about 10,000 pounds, that's 4,500 kilos of food per week per site. Right now, that's about a quarter of a million pounds of food we expect to provide these schools. Altogether, the Feeding America Network, which the Atlanta Community Food Bank is a partner member of, is taking unprecedented steps to ensure its members are able to feed people in their local neighborhoods. Feeding America launched a COVID-19 response fund, a national food and fundraising effort to support people facing hunger. They're working with government leaders to ensure its response includes support and flexibility for federal nutrition programs, ensuring that the 22 million children who rely on school meals have access to food outside of the classroom. Building an inventory of emergency food boxes to distribute to food banks as need increases and providing emergency grants to food banks. As food banks rush to meet increased demands, they're doing so without one of their loyal donor groups, restaurants, which are largely either closed or operating with limited menus of takeout and delivery only, and have had to lay off many employees. Wade says that the local restaurants are essential partners for the food bank, but it's not the food donations from them that he's worried about. Quote, since restaurants are increasingly skilled at eliminating waste, the food from restaurants is a tiny component of the food we distribute. Our hearts are breaking for our restaurant partners and the industry because we know many of the people we'll serve in the months and years to come will be people in that industry. But for organizations like the Atlanta Community Food Bank, a little goes a long way. Big donations from celebrities like Atlanta Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan, who gave $100,000 to the food bank and to Giving Kitchen, which is an Atlanta nonprofit that provides emergency assistance to food service workers, will keep many Georgians fed. But Wade acknowledges that times are tight. You don't need a huge bank account to make a difference. He said, even if you can't donate cash, you can spread the word so people know about the food bank. The need is tremendous. Everyone wants to help. And even letting your network know about the food bank services can make a difference. Today's episode was written by Stephanie Vermillion and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.